Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today, we will talk about other sacramental rites. Um, For those of you who do not specifically recall every word that Tom said the last episode, (laughs) we're talking about other sacramental rites because we talked about Holy Eucharist and Holy Baptism already. Um, It felt natural to say, good evening, my name's Justin Dixon right there for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, Very news-like. So... um, other sacramental rites. Who, without looking... Have you been watching a lot of news for some reason? I have not, my friend. I turned <laughs> the news off and hid everybody on Facebook three weeks before the election. That's <laughs> probably smart. Which is really funny because everybody's popping up after my 30-day snooze now. <laughs> so I was like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, but anyway, I don't do that kind of thing. I'm friends to all people. Um so without looking, hopefully you didn't hear me say that and you already looked, Tom, mm-hmm. what are yes. the other sacramental rites from memory? Uh, confirmation, Ding. healing of the sick or unction, Ding. Uh, ordination, Ding. marriage, Ding. that's all I got. We need that. Oh, sound. Fill it in. E, what's the last one without looking? Oh, my gosh. Um, Let me see. What did Tom get? He got uh, confirmation, unction, marriage, ordination. Ding, ding. um, It's okay, guys. I will forgive you for forgetting. Reconciliation. (laughs) Oh, reconciliation. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being corny. I've had too much coffee this morning, I guess. Okay, so those are um, confirmation. Can I ask? Yo, go. Can I ask Everett a question? Please, by all means. Which of those other sacramental rites, Everett, have you performed the least? <laughs> Reconciliation. Ooh. I will have to say that's the answer for me as well. Because our post-evangelical, <laughs> I don't know what that is the right word, but the fundamental evangelical world of, of you know, non-cradle Episcopalians don't think about those things, <laughs> about confession, well, right? My what? church is mostly not former evangelicals. They're cradle? It's, yeah. It's actually probably 50-50. Hmm. Um, but they... It's just not, I probably needed, I need to do a lot of work on that probably because the ones who do take advantage of it, confession, always report that a, a weight's lifted, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I know we're all carrying around weight Absolutely. besides literal weight, but I think, um, I think the re I think there's a couple of reasons why confession is such a, um, an unpopular or underutilized, I should probably say. I, I think one is is that uh, 
people particularly came from the Protestant tradition um, had it so rooted into them that um, they didn't need that, that they uh, that they could just confess their sins directly to God, right, that they did right. not need to, to, to mediate it between someone. So they, so they just, they, it is really difficult for them to um, understand the value of it. And I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of like former Catholics who, um, like, I, I mean, I've literally heard Catholics like back in the back, back in the day when you would have to go on a weekly basis mm. to confession in order to receive communion that Sunday. Like I, I literally heard Catholics say, you know, I would make up a sin just so I had something to confess. Oh, you know, uh, and I was like, "Well, hey, great, lying—that's a sin." Um, <laughs> Father, forgive me. I'm going to lie to you about my sins. <laughs> but I, but I think, but I think that that also is part of it. Is is that they remember a time when it really wasn't about it. It it, it ceased to become about unleashing this thing that's been weighing me down. And it became this kind of rote practice. Hmm. Can I ask you a question? Th- those are good points, Ever. I'm actually writing them down for when <laughs> I decide to address this. Uh, Justin, can I ask you an embarrassing question on the air for all the world to see, to hear? I am an open book, Thomas. Have you ever used the sacrament of reconciliation? I have. You have. I have. And it was presented to me in a meeting with my priest. And um, <clears throat> I had, uh, and I'll, 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 yeah, sure, I'll fill in a little bit here. So I was talking because I had been in spending time in prayer. And uh, I, I actually probably used the words diving deep. And some things came up from my past that just absolutely just took over my thoughts for just like, I couldn't believe it. It was just basically digging up things from the past that were unsettled and un whatever resolved. And so I set, uh, set up a meeting, went and talked. And as I'm talking with him about it, he's like, have you ever done confession? And I'm like, uh, what, <laughs> you know? And, um, I'm like, no. And he's like, let's go do it right now. And I'm like, all right. You know, so we go and do it. I am a ball of tears and mess and it was amazing (laughs) so it is a powerful powerful thing and i understand um what what the meaning behind it is i really do as opposed to like you know sitting down and saying you know god forgive me just it is it's really powerful any follow-up questions there tom (laughs) tom he fell out of his chair. As a former, sorry, I had to hit mute because oh. there's a construction going on here. As a former evangelical yourself, who, as Everett said, probably believes you don't have to confess to be forgiven, uh, why? What was so powerful about it? Saying it out loud, um, and there's a vulnerability with a. Um, oh man, I'd love to come up with the perfect word here. Uh, being, having another human, you know, um, I since have moved into a place of, of just, you know, we do confession with friends on the porch with a beer, (laughs) you know, I mean, 
it's kind of become something that is in conversation. I know it's not the same thing, um, but it's kind of something to where the vulnerability and admitting and just saying out loud what you have kept inside and probably felt shame or guilt or whatever it is, but having a priest there who in turn, um, you know, forgives you on behalf of God. I know that could be said, you know, more academically and poetically, but you know, I, God, I can't think of the word I'm trying to find, but yeah, does that make sense? <laughs> yes. I think of it as, I don't understand that argument anymore because I'm, I guess I'm Episcopal enough now, <laughs> but we, Everett, when you're, when you pronounce, when you're doing the absolution on Sunday morning, you don't feel like you're forgiving them, do you? You feel like you're just proclaiming God's forgiveness, right? Right, and I, and, and I think that's the critical point is, is that I, I'm not doing the forgiving. I mean, I am pronouncing God's forgiveness. I think that's one of the roles of, of, of the priest is to, is to remind and pronounce God's forgiveness. So I am not forgiving them. God's doing the forgiving. Um, but one of those um, one of those roles of priesthood is that I think people hearing those words, "You are forgiven." Mm. Um, there's a there's a, a, a story I recently heard about this Lutheran pastor Jim Nestigen, and he's on this you know you know transatlantic flight. Seated next to this guy, and and you know that you know he tells him what he does, and the guy you know begin you know tells him how he's you know he's not a Christian and he doesn't believe, and um, uh, the the guy begins to they just start talking, and the guy begins to talk about his military service, and he talks about his time in Vietnam, and he begins to talk about things that he did and saw in Vietnam that have always bothered him. And, you know, and, and, and Jim said, do you have anything else that you would like to confess? And, 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 and the guy's like, I'm not confessing what you're <laughs> talking about. And, 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 and Jim's like, well, is there anything else you want to say? And so, so the guy, you know, sits there and he, and he bears out some more things in his life. And, and Jim's like, is there, is there anything else? And, and, and this guy's like, you know, no. And so, so Jim stands up in the middle of the airplane and he goes, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. And, <laughs> and this, this, this guy who, I mean, who would say he was an atheist. I mean, just begins to just bawl. I mean, just, just, just crying. And, 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 and Jim says it again, you need to hear this in the name of Jesus, you are forgiven. And so to, to wrap the story up, uh, you know, Jim said, he, you know, here's my number. You call me anytime. And he said, for the for about once a month for the rest of that guy's life, he would get a call and they would chat and they would talk. Wow. And, and and I think that 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 one of the things about that that was powerful to me is is that I think there's a lot of things for which we feel like we need to confess. And a lot of times what happens is, is rather than hear the confession, we try to fix it. Oh, 
you know, that's not that big a deal or, you know, oh, Justin, you shouldn't worry about that. Or, oh, come, you know, Tom, you know, you know, that's really not a sin. Um, and what we really need to do is we need to we need to be there to listen and 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 just hear what people are wrestling with. Hmm. Wow, what a story. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I need I need a copy of that story of Rick for whenever I talk about this. Can you did you have have you written that down anywhere or typed it up for a sermon or something? I think I think he just verbally he audibly audibly recorded it just now for you. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> so you know it's interesting. Um, we may spend this entire time on confession, which is great. Uh, it's a good convo. Uh, it reminds me of the <clears throat> Ginger and I um, talking about Ginger's my wife does not know. Uh, talking to one another about whatever, whatever it is. It's like, oh, I had this thing and it happened this way and da, 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 And the other one always wants to try and fix it for them. And we get to a place, and this is definitely me trying to do the fixing where we get to that point. And I, she finishes saying whatever, and I'm like, okay, so here's what you need to do. She's like, no, 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 no. I just need you to listen, <laughs> you know, or say, I'm sorry, shut up. You know, and now I've learned to kind of do the same thing back to her. And she's like, well, why don't you take, you know, da, da, da. and it's just an interesting thing is we may not, sometimes we know it, sometimes we don't, but we want to be heard and yeah. maybe share what we're dealing with and what we're struggling with. And then for that priest um, to stand up in the aisle of an airplane, I mean, I got awkward and nervous listening to you tell the story. But at the same time, the, I want to say the word immensity, I don't know if that's a word, of the situation, the hugeness, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> I can never think of words this early, um, of that just makes me go, oh man, that's amazing. Um, but just being heard and just, you know, whatever it is, why did the guy, why was the guy comfortable enough to start sharing with someone on a plane? Because he, because the guy introduced himself as this is where I fought. Couldn't think of the word early. An agent of God. What are you? <laughs> I can't think of what to call I, a priest. But I, I think I think people are oftentimes. I, I, let me say this. I think there's. I think a lot of times we're willing. We are willing to share. Um. But we're not all. But people are not always willing to hear. Hmm. So. Do you uh, can I push back now, uh, Justin? Go ahead, punk. I I agree everything we've said. I agree with, but we could be sending the impression that this is this is like a sacramental rite of the church. That's just, but the real use of it is unburdening yourself, and you know, this is like a glorified counseling session we could send send the impression hmm. yep. and it does it does have some of those goods but jesus said and for all that i say i'm pronouncing god's forgiveness <laughs> there is a sense in which as a priest i represent the bishop and the bishop represents the church universal so um or i'm an agent of and, you know, Jesus said to the apostles, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So there's an, 
I, I believe there's an actual, it's not forgiveness that's not available to you otherwise, but there is forgiveness that's given in confession. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, I think we should wear a stole when we do it, yeah. so mm-hmm. to give the impression, and I think it, I mean, we, unless you have a confessional booth at your church, which most Episcopal churches don't, I think it should be in front of the altar kneeling. A lot of priests do it in their office. There's nothing wrong with that because it's private. But if you can get the church um, alone, I, I've never done one not at the altar. Yep, as was mine. That's you know, specifically left the place we were to go to the altar and went to the side rails and, and knelt. And, uh, but that, that wasn't your point. Um, I, I've, and, and I think, good. I, I think people need to know, like, like as a priest, like what is, what is said in the midst of confession mm, yeah. can never be spoken of again. Right. Like I can be, I I I can be brought up on charges from the church if I violate that trust, hmm. and 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 that is one of those things that that is not, you know, you you know, as a priest, you you're instructed to just once it's said that you are to try to forget what was said, hmm. um, and um. What a weight. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's a, that's a heavy weight you guys carry. <laughs> um, and the thing is, I, I, you know, Tom, and, 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 and I don't know, Justin, you're, I, mean, I don't want to get into the, the personal points of, 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 you know, this experience that you had. But a lot of times what I found, you know, in the movies, it's always something like, you know, somebody goes and confesses a murder right. or, you know. Um, but for a lot of people, it's 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 stuff like. You know, I, I said this thing to my kid, and now my kid is dead, and I can't mm. forgive myself right. for this thing that was left un, undone. Or I did this thing, and, and I'll give I'll give you an example. I mean, when I was in college, I I said something totally. I said something to just to to provoke somebody to being angry. And it was like years later, I ran into the guy at an OU Texas, you know, Friday night, you know, beer drinking thing. And I'm just sitting there like, you got to hear that I, 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 this has bothered me for years that I did, you know, said what I said. And, and I need you, I need you to forgive me. And the thing is, is the guy's like, you know, I don't know if he was just trying to be nice. He's like, uh, I don't remember. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. So, um, so very similar for me, Everett. Um, that's why I kind of referred to it as like a deep dive kind of thing. And I was just whatever, whatever was going on, um, at the time. And I literally like high school saying something to someone that and doing things, I man, ugh, I was an ass. (laughs) That's just what it boils down to such an ass. And I did a couple of things that two people said some things to people that just in prayer came up and I was just, I mean, I was appalled. I was so hurt that I had done those things to people. And, um, so uh, that's what my discussion was about because I mean, I, I could not get it out of my mind. It was, it was just like every other thought was about this. 
And, um, and so that's what led me to the conversation with Shelby. And, um, then after confession also, um, and, and I, I want to go back to that point of like saying something to a child that died or something like that. Some situations, especially when it is overtaking everything you think about, I mean, it is disturbing your life. There is a, there needs to be a divine forgiveness that happens because just the, you know, just the, the feeling better piece of it, as Tom referred to earlier, doesn't cut it. This is above and beyond that. Um, and it needs to be something that is um, divine that occurs. I don't know. Again, I'm, my words are all kind of messed up. I hope, I hope that makes sense. But <clears throat> something else that came was after this, um, just after <laughs> the mess of what was me after confession, um, I asked, I said, do I need to reach out? Um, and it was, you know, it was discussed about that. Do I need to reach out? And because I mean, the individuals we're talking 35 <laughs> years, maybe, I don't even know. Um, and it and, and Shelby said, no, um, it, it's probably better not to do that at this time. He didn't, he may have not said that. Don't hear that. Um, but it was a, it was a, that was probably more of a need for me kind of in the situation of your guys. Like what, what, what are you talking about? You know, kind of thing. It was like, don't just go check it off your list because you want to feel better. Um, but the confession was done. The divine experience of, you know, or I should say the sacrament <laughs> was completed and, and um, what needed to be done was there and done. And God's forgiveness was pronounced upon me. And I mean, it was life changing. It absolutely was. So can I say one more thing about this? I know we're probably running uh, this has already became the confession episode, so we might as well ride this pony out. <laughs> my liturgy professor said in his liturgy notes for about confession, when we went through the prayer book, he said that um, everyone should find a confessor because first, don't carry the burden of your conscience, as we've kind of said, hmm. but that Sin and vice, bad habits are the thing that are the issue. Um, he said the seven deadly sins are really seven deadly vices or habits. And none of us know hmm. which one of those we, we struggle with the most. And if we do regular confession over time, we'll be able to see the one that we struggle with and and he said that's the only way that he knows for someone to discover that, which seems like that would be an important spiritual lesson. I agree completely. I, I, I um, don't let me get it straight too far from that. When we first started talking about this, I had so many thoughts go through my mind. <clears throat> first one was Emma. It was my 15-year-old and I and Jen just sat down and we watched A League of Their Own. <laughs> classic. <laughs> just classic. And uh, and she loved it, and that made me even happier. So um, if you haven't watched League of, Your Own, uh, League of Their Own in a long time. There's but... no crying in baseball. <laughs> There's no crying. And uh, But Madonna goes in and conf goes to confession. <laughs> 
in Rosie O'Donnell's. That's the third time the priest has dropped his Bible. (laughs) (laughs) And so my mind immediately went to that. But there is a thing. We are in Oklahoma, and I'm listening to a new podcast the other day. It's not new, but it was called Reconstruction. And it's the first time I saw that, and that kind of the name kind of drew me in. But something he alluded to, and I don't know where they're from. Um, I just threw Oklahoma out because this one makes sense. But they would go around asking people in in their former, you know, whatever tradition, are you Christian or are you Catholic? And that was, you know, that was the zinger, bazinga, you know, and um, and that ha- plays a lot into it. And if you're from Oklahoma, you're going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To confession, and what I would say is the uh, black eye for confession, because, I mean, being raised, we thought Catholicism was a cult and all these bad things and da-da-da-da, and it's like, no. (laughs) And so confession being something that Catholics do, it immediately had a black eye, especially for uh, Protestant, let's just say that, uh, probably easier uh, to cover everybody there. And so that's one thing I thought about with that. The other side of it is, and this is alluding back to what you said, Tom, was the habit of confession. I think you have to have very good instruction on doing something like confession in a habitual manner, because otherwise it's like, I gotta go to confession. Um, and it has to be taught how to, you know, do it is not a word there, but just, you have to understand it and know, and know where you're going with it and trying to, you know, as you said, figuring out the seven, what hat virtual, whatever you said, vices, um, which is an interesting thought. But, um, so I, I just say the instruction there needs to be there. And, and I would almost say even the maturity of, understanding it i don't know so good point tom <laughs> and, and and let me say like we, we've talked about personal we've talked about personal sins hmm. you know and and one of the challenges and this is something that i think our culture has been um that, that came to a front this this summer is is america's sin with America. like say racism Ooh. And, and 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 how does how does how communally how do you um how do you how do you have forgiveness how do you <clears throat> reconcile um which is which is which is more of right which is more of a of a challenge there absolutely um, but this does not that you know reconciliation of the penitent does not address like communal sins right um but you know, I, there, there's there's an aspect of that which I think there's some there's some lessons that can be learned from society at large about you know how we deal with communal sins as well. That it's, that that the power is in naming and admitting mm, yes that, that 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 there is an issue. It's interesting that the confession is a communal act on Sundays. Right. During Eucharist, you know, and there's something to that. Um, man, that's a good point, Everett. Very good. Um, that's something to develop and think about more. Um, actually, I think our diocese is doing stuff like that. Um, something I, I, driving to church last Sunday or something, I thought about this and and 
I don't know if I should say this, but the, the personal salvation piece. And I think our second episode ever was about personal salvation or something like that. And I've often wondered how we've strayed so far from care for the community, you know, in, in especially in America and where we are and we're so separated and all these things. And I've wondered if that personal salvation piece, I can handle my salvation on my own. I can tie it in a bow, set it aside, and then go to heaven that kind of personal salvation, I've wondered if that has strayed and how, how much influence that has has had on not taking care of our community, our country in itself, but more of this, it's all about me and what I get and what I have as opposed to, and I'm not saying uh, everyone's that way or whatever, but it just, there is, seems to be that trend. Masks are a thing, right? Um, it's my personal freedom to choose not to. And I was wondering where those two kind of bleed over to one another again, probably maybe I shouldn't have said that in this episode, but it just kind of came to mind when you said that. All right. Sorry. Back to confession. Um, Tom, did you get all your curriculum written? You got any other questions? Questions? Nope. (laughs) We didn't get to get into the history of it and how it developed, but that's okay. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. We're, can you do it in a minute and 30 seconds? <laughs> Maybe. Go. Go. So in the early church, uh, apostasy, adultery, and murder were mortal sins, which were different than venial sins. And in the early church, if you committed one of those three sins, you're basically exiled mm. from the church. But then you had the persecutions under Diocletian, and half the church literally uh, committed apostasy. And so confessors were people who didn't deny Jesus, and it became a way that the people who had committed apostasy could be restored to the church. They would they would go to a confessor, someone who had withstood the perse- withstood the persecution, and they could restore them. Hmm. But over time those confessors became more important than bishops and you know Uh, so so then the system of a formal system of confession was developed but but they had to wait till lent so if you had committed so can you imagine waiting that long apostasy then you had to wait till lent is that what you yeah or if you didn't couldn't get to a confessor you had to wait till Lent to do the confession so you could be restored to the church. Hmm. Uh, after this is after the system of confessor was the system of confession was established. So these aren't necessarily the worst sins anymore; just all sins. What uh, uh, what year are we talking? Gosh, Diocletian was in the mid two hundreds, I think. Diocletian is who. Yeah, yeah. Who is Diocletian? He's the Roman, the last Roman emperor who really went after the church. Okay. Hmm, okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all, so, all courtesy of my liturgy professor. <laughs> and there's Nathan, your episode. Thanks, Nathan. What's that? No. Oh, thanks, Doctor Jennings. And there's your uh, episode on confession. That was great. 
<laughs> now we only have, what, five other ones to talk about. So apparently we will continue this the next episode for other sacramental rites. Uh, Tom, don't forget back to get to go back and listen for Everett's story. <laughs> I will. Thank you for everyone listening. We hope you've enjoyed this. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at Fun Drain Pod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.